0: Might not be over yet. Five seconds to go. That it Thirteen.
1: Thirteen. Can you believe it? He's kicked. First. everyone and welcome back to the 20th episode of the Boy Oh Boy Where We podcast. And today we have another massive guest who has the third most runs in BBL history and has played three T20s internationals for Australia. Please welcome Michael Klinner. Thanks heaps for coming on today, Michael.
0: Hi, right, thanks
1: for having me on. Just jump straight into the questions.
0: Okay.
1: How did you first get involved in cricket? Oh,
0: probably my first involvement was as a three-year-old. To watch my older brother play under 12s um he's seven years older than me so it was pretty much going and uh watching him and um had a little cricket bat little ball just used to walk around the boundary line and hit it along the grass and um that was probably my first i suppose experience of cricket and then as an eight-year-old i eventually played in the, in the under 12s and um and started there so obviously growing up i was watching on the telly and Watching guys like um, you know, Alan Border and you know, the, watching his late Dean Jones now, and, and those sort of guys who are my heroes growing up.
1: Yeah. When did you start to take your cricket seriously? Yeah, probably around 12, 13. Um, I went to a premier club as a 13 year old, which was quite young for someone um, back then, um, and
0: started playing the thirds and fourths as a 13 year old, which was great for me because I, I started playing against you know, grown men as a quite a young person. Um, so I only played juniors really up until under fourteen So I think I had one season there. Then I moved to playing senior cricket. So probably helped quicken my
1: development a little bit doing that. Uh, and that's probably when I started taking it a bit more seriously. Yeah, what was it like going into a Premier cricket like at such a young age? Now, it's
0: a little bit daunting because, you, you know, you, you leave – club where you're playing with all your mates, the guys I played with at school and guys I became friends with in, in a junior club. And um, moving to a club where you don't really know anyone, but uh, I went, I was, the club I went to at that age was Paran, and they were really supportive. There was a coach there called Stan Neil who was in charge of the under-16 Dowling Shield team, um, which is like a rep team. And he really took me under his wing. used to go to his house every Saturday morning during the winters, and he had a net in his backyard and, and had a hit with him there over you know, a two or three year period and um, he really helped in my development and get sort of a real good base technique and yeah, from that um he made sure
1: that you know i was looked after really well up and everyone embraced me from a young age yeah what was it like being captain at for australia the under 19 world cup yeah it's pretty cool to, to captain you know, captain australia. i played three years in under 19s i was Lucky, my first year as a 16-year-old, I went on a tour to Pakistan. That was before before the times where people stopped, um,
0: stopped going uh, to Pakistan. Now they're going back, which is great. But Alan Water was my coach. That was probably the coolest thing about that as a 16-year-old, someone I grew up watching and and idolised as my coach for the Australian Under-19 team. and He coached the next year as well. And then my last year was when I was captain um, of the Under-19 team, um, which was when I taught in the UK. The year before was the World Cup in South Africa, and the, the one I was captain with the UK took. So that was pretty awesome um, to be able to you know, captain a, a national team with some really good players in there who end up having long careers, um, both in you know, domestic cricket and international
1: cricket. What was your feeling at the like under 19 World Cup? Were you nervous or just excited? Uh, I was
0: always a bit of nerves. I, I was always. You know, slightly nervous before I went and playing, which is probably a good thing. It meant that I, oh, you know, I really wanted to do well. Um the excitement of, of of representing your country was was really cool. Uh and then obviously um to want to perform well created a bit of those nerves. So um again we we had a really good group. A lot of guys went up playing a lot of um cricket for their state or, or their country or both. And um yeah so those
1: those times you really remember and touring with you know some young guys your own age is, it was pretty um good fun too yeah what was your first class debut like for you
0: it was very memorable week. my first class debut was at the scg um I, I personally i made i think 25 and 35 first and second things and we won so victoria beat new south wales but probably the most memorable thing was i only really got told i was playing in the warm-up um one of our guys, an older guy called Laurie Harper. Uh, when I say an older guy, he was probably in his low to mid-30s at that stage. And he hurt his back in the warm-up. So I was going to be called man. And then I remember the captain, Paul Rifle at the time, came up to me and said, "said you're in, uh, which was pretty cool. So it was, in a way, it was actually worked well because I, I wasn't that nervous because I didn't have a day or two to think about it. It was just about you know, getting ready to go and, and playing. So... Um, Oh, that, that was really good fun. Um, we,
1: had a, we had a strong team. We came up against a strong New South Wales team as well. So, um, but yeah, great experience. Was your List A debut different to your um, first-class debut? Was there different feelings in that game?
0: Yeah, well, List A was first. So, List A was, I think, late like January against Tasmania. Um, that was a great feeling, actually, because um, it was at, at the MCG, which was nice. I was play in front of all my family and friends. I grew up in in Melbourne and um, at the same time, uh, we had a good win and I did really well chasing, chasing a score. And um, I got 80 not out, put on a big partnership with Matthew Mott. Actually, he's now the women's uh, career Australian women's coach. And um, he got the team home in in a run chase. So to score 80 not out on debut in a winning
1: team in a run chase was it's pretty special, and that's that's what probably got my um, myself into the, the squad of twelve anyway for the Shepherd Shield teams in the remaining games, and then uh, with Laurie Harper hurting his back in the warm-up, got my debut at the SCG. What was that like in your debut? To what well, first of all perform well, but then the team to get the victory. What was your feeling after the game?
0: Oh, it was pretty cool. Um, uh, I was actually dropped on about one or two um, and Marsh at Slip, who's normally was one of the safest Slip fielders, so I had a little bit of luck. But then I was able to, you know, to capitalise on that. I remember facing Colin Miller, playing that game, um, which was a guy who got bought, bought offies and mediums, um, with a great record in state cricket and, and some others. So it's certainly a, a great memory there. Um, I remember the coach at the time, John Scholes came up to me. I was only 19, so he came up to me and just said, um, he pretty much that he just wants to take care of me. He's seen some young guys previously debuting in previous years as a coach that got carried away a little bit potentially, but after you know, starting their career really well and um, got um, thrown in front of the media a lot. So he he just said to me, I'm going to sort of, um, take care of you, um, make sure we look after you so you're not um, inundated with you know, stuff like with media and, and stuff like that. Um, so certainly he, he was a help there in, in protecting me in a
1: way, which helped me, I think, over you know, that period after that. Yeah. What was it like when you were 99 not out and Paul Rifle declared?
0: Yeah, that was um, an interesting one. Uh mixed feelings because just started to feel really comfortable in the Victorian team and, and making runs. I think I got 60 something or 70 not out in Adelaide Oval a few days before in a run chase that helped us win the game. And then we went to Tassie and got 99, you know, declared on. But um I think just to be part of the team and, and starting to feel comfortable because so I was making runs and contributing, um, I was still pretty happy. Like to get 99, I was I was happy to be in the team and playing well um it's probably only later on you sort of start to think you know i hadn't, hadn't got another hundred for a little while and it would have been nice to get over the line there and it would have only taken probably another minute um i was on strike the next over so that sort of stuff you think that uh, yeah it, it would have been nice but you know, a long time it's been a long time since then and four rifles been an
1: umpire a few times when i've been Batting sincerity, you may have given me a few favourable decisions. <laughs> but our decision, maybe, maybe because of that. <laughs> what was it like making your first first class century and your first List A century? Yeah, well, first class one was was pretty special. It was in Tasmania, the same place where I got the ninety nine uh, uh, declared on as well. So um, I think just it came quite a few years later than that. So to work my way back back into the team and, and to be able to get a hundred, I think it was the first game that season, potentially first or second game that season. So that was, that was really good just
0: to be able to, um, again, make me feel confident in my spot and be, ha- be happy, happy to be playing consistent first class cricket. Um, 100, I'm trying to think, I can't remember exactly which one it was. <laughs> uh, I had a couple of seasons there where I was able to, Few good, you know, a few good one-day seasons and, and to get a few hundreds back for Victoria. So, um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, probably the more memorable one, obviously, because I remember it, it was a 1st pass one because it was a – there was a lot of hard work to
1: get, and um, so that was pretty special. What was it like hitting the third-most runs in the Pura Cup in 2006-07 season?
0: Uh, personally? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was again. That was a time where it was just good to be back playing consistent cricket. Um, I, I hadn't played for a couple of years um, before that. I think I came back two thousand five six and, and started playing a bit more regular cricket for Victoria. So um, just to be playing, you know, more regular cricket, be able to perform in match-winning teams um, for me was was really important and. and uh, Probably in the end, why I left Victoria was I just wasn't able to cement my spot. Um, but there were periods where I went really well, but then other periods where I wasn't consistent enough or some Cricket Australia players, so there were guys like Brad Hodge,
1: uh, Cameron
0: White, David Hussey, they were coming in and out of the team a lot because they were playing for Australia and then coming back to the Victorian squad and I'd often be the one squeezed out because the other guys in the team were going well too, so... Um,
1: that was probably the time that I realised if I want to uh, make a, a really big career for myself, i would probably have to move. And that's when I, I think the 2008-09 season is when I moved to South Australia. So was that the driving factor in your decision to join the Redbacks? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I was a consistent one-day player for a long time for Victoria, but I just couldn't... Uh,
0: 100% cement my spot in Victoria, and part of it was my own fault because I wasn't making enough runs consistently enough. But also, even when I was, there were times where I was being left out. The reasons I mentioned before because the Australian players were coming back in, and South Australia sort of spoke to me and gave me an opportunity to, to sort of nail a spot at number three in their Shield team and open
1: in their one-day team, and um, which I was doing in Victoria already. And so that was certainly a, a big reason um, why I went to South Australia. Yep. How hard was it to leave the VIX? Well, it was certainly a really tough decision because when you're growing up, you dream of being a one-state player
0: um, and that's what I always wanted to be. But you also need to um, take your opportunities in cricket. So if I stayed in Victoria, potentially, who knows, my career could have been over 12 months later as a 27, 28-year-old. So. the the fact that i moved when i moved was pretty much when my career took off um she's different to some players you know some players get to do it and and it it takes off when they're in their early 20s me took a little bit longer but
1: um in terms of my career to be able to play more regular state cricket at higher levels um and because i was doing well with that it opened up opportunities to go play in england county cricket and playing the IPL one year and, and stuff like that so it was a, a huge career move for me, making that call. Yeah. What was it like scoring 150 against your old team in Victoria?
0: Yeah. That was probably, to be honest, my most important innings of my career because it was the first game season after I left Victoria and the first innings. And I remember we had quite a few practice games, trial games within like inter squad games in South Australia, leading into that first shield game, and I hardly made a run. And they were probably thinking, why do we recruit this guy over? I remember the coach coming over to me as Mark Sorrell and he said, we're going to back you in and get about number three in in the first shield game. And um, I got, yes, got 150 that first inning. So again, like what I talked about in in Victoria, just made me feel comfortable in that team, made me feel comfortable that I was contributing to the team by scoring runs. And then after that, um, I suppose my self-confidence just lifted
1: and was able to to become a consistent player. What was it like making a score of 255, I believe, that was against WA?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was all the same season. So it was just one of those seasons where um, things were going your way. Um, I think I may have got dropped once that 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 innings as well, early doors. Um, But that was my first 200. I think I ended up making five or six in in Shield cricket, which was... It was pretty cool, but um, that was the one that made me, I suppose innings, made me feel like I can concentrate for real long periods of time. Um, the, the, it was a real slow wicket. So it was one of those wickets where the teams bowled well, it was quite hard to score quickly. So it was a bit of a grind at certain times and then sort of ex, excelling certain times of the, of the day. So um, the game unfortunately ended up in the around on the last day, but. Was, yeah, it's it's one of those innings, again another breakthrough innings that made me feel like I can you know, make really big scores at that level.
1: Now being retired, do you look back on that innings a lot or not really?
0: Uh, not so much. Not so much that one. Probably the ones I look back on most are fourth innings run chases, that successful ones. So, um, you know, when you're chasing three hundred on the last day and you get get a hundred and um get the team over the line that they're the ones that I certainly um, remember the most and um, look back on fondly because you you, go, you play well but you're also helping your team win so um, I was lucky enough to be involved in a few of them throughout the career.
1: Yeah. Another milestone for you, what was it like making 133 against the Tigers in a one day Yeah, I mean uh, hopefully we won that game, I can't, I can't remember exactly but uh, any
0: time you get get a big score and you and you win, it's, it's certainly um, that's what you want. That's what you're looking for and, and trying to get the team over the line. I've made a couple, as you do these days, because um, you know, players are improving all the time. Where, where we didn't win as well, so um, yeah. But you
1: know, any time you're contributing to the team, either setting up a score, batting first in a one day, or chasing um, in a winning team, they're the moments that you really remember. Yeah. What was it like winning Australia's Cricket Association Player of the Month?
0: Yeah, that sort of stuff, um, especially the, the Cricket Association. Where I was lucky enough to win win that a couple of times, and also, and also the, the play ship was like the State Player of the Year a couple of times. And those sort of um, awards are memorable because it's voted by your peers and the other players. You know, it's not voted by just people looking on or looking up your stats at the end of the year and saying, oh, that guy had good stats. It's voted by guys you you play against you know, throughout the
1: summer. And um, so those awards, to me, are probably the most special, to be honest, because they're, they're voted by your, your peers and, and guys you, you play against all the time. Yeah, what was it like to win State Player of the Year? I believe it happened twice. Yeah,
0: yeah. as I said, um, they're the awards that probably cherish the most because it, it's your your own peers and your own players, um, you play against the ones who vote for it. So yeah, that was, that was really good. It was nice to you know, go up at the Allen Border Medal a couple of times and, and get the award and, um, and thank the people who, were you know, very, um,
1: I suppose helped me throughout, uh, my career as well and had a big lot of influence on, on me throughout my career. So that was nice to be able to do that, that public ring. Yeah. What was it like in 2010 to be the captain of the Redbacks? Yeah, I was lucky enough to be captain for a couple of years, and and we won two
0: titles while uh, while I was captaining. So that we won the Big Bash first year, and then the One Day title the second year. So at that stage, South Australia hadn't won
1: anything for I think twenty years. Um, I don't think that the Redbacks have sort of have done that since um, either. So to be captain of you know the team who won some titles, and to bring a group together um, to to do that uh, was was really special. We had a, it was over a couple of different coaches as well. Um, so to be able to do that um, when things were probably not as stable in, in the background, but to be able to bring the groups together um, were really, really good. Is it a different feeling for you to win titles as a captain than what it is to win titles, not as a captain? Yeah, definitely. I think when you're captain, you certainly feel a bit more pressure. Um, so it, it works both ways when you
0: lose, but, um, games or, or finals, you feel like you're more responsible for it. And when you win, you feel like you probably, even days where you may not have made any runs, you still feel like you've contributed because you may have made some key decisions, you know, whether it's bowling rotations or field positions or, um, and that sort of thing, or even tactics before the game started, that had a big effect on, on the result
1: of the game. So certainly there's more, um, you feel more satisfaction when you win, but you also feel more responsibility when you're losing. Yeah, what was it like making a Boxing Day century against the Renegades?
0: Yeah, that was that was again, that was pretty cool. It was my first season over in WA, so similar to what I was saying before, when you go to a, to a new place, you want to make an impression. Um, I, I I remember it was a, the best part of that day was it was a huge crowd. You know, My family were there uh, watching the game and the way it happened i did a six off the last four innings to be able to to, um to get that was quite emotional time as well phil hughes who was a a good friend of mine um and someone i opened with in south australia a couple of years before that um passed away you know only about a month before that as well so uh yeah to be able to do that um was was special timing as well but also just again to cement my spot in the the new team was um was important
1: what was your feeling when you won the BBL title? Yeah, well, it was lucky enough to win two with the Scorchers. Um, the first one, again, though, it was a real tight game in Canberra against the Sixers. Um, we actually beat the Sixers both times. Uh, yeah, the second one was a bit more of an easier type win, but uh,
0: it's great to, you know, once from moving from a a... a new state, new franchise to go to, to WA in the scorches to, to win in, in a title in, a, in my first year there was, was really special. Um, and it was a really great feeling. It was a real family feeling, the Scorches, I think because their team was made up. I think everyone besides one player were all WA based. So they had a program where there was a first Scorchers in Western Australia, you know, Sheffield Shield one day squad, were pretty much all the same players and, and same coaching staff. So Um, It just rolled from one competition to the next, which I think gave us a huge advantage. Um, And I'm surprised, to be honest, some of the other states and Big Bash teams haven't followed that method. uh, It's a proven method and and one I'd certainly advocate to to do. It's a bit harder in the Melbourne and Sydney teams because um, there's two teams in those states, but certainly the the other states.
1: Yeah, what was it like to be part of such a good team in the Scorchers? Oh, it was, it was great because we were just very methodical. Uh, we are really well coached. Uh, we had very simple plans. Um, nothing was complicated, um, but we planned well. So, we, you know, the, a leadership group
0: got together and coaching staff got together before each game, planned really well for opposition, and then we... Um, executed really well and again it was a simple plan we had a good bowling attack we looked at take wickets up front A death bowling was very simple just bowl yorkers um and you know so many teams now are going away from that which i can't quite understand maybe they're worried because batters are getting better but guys who can bowl good yorkers at the end are so valuable and now as a a coach it's it's something that i'm always looking for as um from my bowling group yeah yeah, um
1: yeah, the whole uh sports setup was, was fantastic. Can you talk us through your debut with Australia and when you found out that you were going to debut? Yeah, it was the day before a Shield game we we're playing in South Australia and Justin Langer was the,
0: our coach at the time, but he was also coaching that Australian series uh as well. So he um he just showed me his phone actually, which was an email from Trevor Holmes that, that had a list of the squad and he was pretty excited for me. I was obviously very excited and called my family and, um, and let them know. So that, that's how I found out. And then you know, after you know, working really hard for 16, 17 years to get um, that reward at the end of it was, was pretty special. So uh, the debut was at the MCG, uh, which again was great because even though Lived over in Perth, um, my extended family and friends were grew up in at school, were all in Melbourne. And Cindy, my wife, and, and their kids flew over. So uh, it was quite yeah, quite nice to have it at the MCG ground where you know, I grew up playing, I grew up watching you know, my Melbourne footy club supporters, I grew up going on most weekends to watch them.
1: That was pretty nice that they do you know, probably the best ground in the world. Yeah. What was it like to make an above 50 score for your country? And what was your feeling after the game? Yeah, I
0: was sort of built up through that series. I think I got 31 games, 30-something, 40-something, and then 60 or 70, that 60-something in the last game. So, um, yeah, it was, a oh, it was, again, great feeling. My family followed me to, to Adelaide to watch the game, so that was... It was cool to be able to do that in front of them. I had a few friends who flew over from Melbourne as well. So um, just, the, I suppose, the, the feeling that I knew I probably wasn't going to play again because it was even there was another series late in the year but a few players were coming back. So um, even though it was disappointing not to get more opportunities, I, I had a feeling that was going to be the case. So I just wanted to you know, cherish those few games. Um, but I had that opportunity and just to prove to myself that I belonged at that level. I think I was a top run scorer for the series and, and played pretty pretty well. So just knowing that I could belong at that level, even
1: though I had limited opportunities before that, was probably the most, uh, I suppose, satisfying thing for me. Yeah. What was your last game for the Scorchers like? Last game was, uh, yeah, it was a, they, they did a fantastic job and it's something I'm, I'm very grateful for, for giving me a really nice send-off uh, i have spoken to the coach and now um, sort of head of cricket leading into that, that it was going to be my last season and may um, the last home game, they organised a family to come over uh, you know, from Melbourne, uh, obviously Cindy and, and the kids were, were
0: in so to have them at the game was, was really special and, and they did a, they made a pretty big deal of it. They, they, they played some, um, Footage on on the big screen and, and end of the game, the boys carried me off, and yeah, it was just to to get a, a big uh, cheer from the crowd. I, I think I made 30 something, and um, and then again at the end of the game to get a cheer from the crowd was was pretty special. That it's a it's a really great career community in Perth, because it, it's um, it a, a one team town. It's everyone loves the scorches it, it, and you know you go even you go to a cafe or you go for dinner and people. Because um, everyone watches it and they go to the games, they feel the,
1: the stadium's out. So it,
0: it's a really good place to play. Um, you know, five years of cricket.
1: Yeah. What led to this decision to retire?
0: Oh, I was just getting older and greyer and body a bit sore. Um, uh, it was it was the right time. I wasn't playing as well in my in my final Big Bash as well. Um, So it was just the right time to to retire. I felt like I just wasn't producing um, what I could in saying that. I went over to England that following winter and played T20 county cricket and was able to do really well. So I sort of maybe second-guessed myself whether I could have kept going, but I certainly made the right decision. And I was lucky to to move into coaching from there. Uh, So it's, um, yeah, the the right call to stop at the time. Plus, there were some good young players, most importantly, young players coming through that squad, that i didn't want to take their spot up and then i suppose stop their development so that was important in my decision too
1: yeah how hard was the decision to make i was hard because it was something i did for 20 years and um i you know, just didn't lose that structure of uh you know waking up every morning with a, a goal going to training uh you know whether it's fitness or strength or skill training um you,
0: you miss that. So you sort of need to come up with other other structures in your life to, to fill that void. So that's something that um, I still miss a little bit, to be honest. But it's um, the grind of the game and the travel and the, uh, probably the, the
1: soreness on my body is the things I don't miss. What has it been like coaching at the Renegades? So I've only been, you know, one season. And obviously we didn't have a late season last year. I only came in two weeks before. The season started when Andrew McDonald went up to the Cricket Australia set up so I didn't
0: have as much control over um, the way of going about things uh, and this management and those sort of things so this year um, has been really good you know the last six months I've been able to make some changes and going in the direction that I want to take the, the team to so I'm really looking forward to coaching the Renegades this season.
1: Who were some of the best players that you played with throughout your career?
0: when i first started the victorian the best two batters were um brad hodge and matthew elliott Uh, they were unbelievable cricketers just made batting look very easy uh i really enjoyed playing Uh, one of my good mates
1: in south australia uh was Callum ferguson i enjoyed playing with him and uh, you want to point sort of only a few out because there were so many uh i suppose the back end of my career two older guys in the WA squad, myself and Adam Bogers, Sean Marsh as well. And we we sort of got a pretty close bond um,
0: playing together and and really enjoyed batting with those guys for long periods of time. So that was pretty cool.
1: Who have been some of the best players you've coached over the last year with the Renegades?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was only a a short period of time over a few months. But... um, one that stands out is obviously Aaron Finch, you know, the Australian captain, renegades captain, and he showed what he could do that when he came back into the, our squad after playing for Australia through that middle period and played a couple of unbelievable innings for us that, that one was in the losing side when he got a big hundred, unfortunately, but he also played one in, a, in the last game to beat the Brisbane Heat to stop them from making the finals which I thought was a real responsible for winnings. Probably went away from his real bashing crash style to just to take the um, the onus on getting the team home. So he show, he shows that he can go at all different um, rates, all different gears in the way he bats, and um, he's also a fantastic leader too.
1: Yeah, what was some of your favourite memories over your cricket career? Oh, easily the the title winning moments. Um, so. As I mentioned, I played in a few for Victoria in, in T20 cricket. Played
0: in um, uh, two in South Australia when I was captain. Played in, uh, you know, the, the two big bash ones and a couple of one-day titles with first Gorges and WA. So I suppose the one regret is I never won a Sheffield Shield over a long period. It was something that I really wanted to do. So, um, yeah, that's unfortunate didn't happen, but... Um, Certainly, winning those titles were were the big, um, big moments in my career that I'll never forget.
1: Yeah, what advice do you have for youngsters trying to get into the big bash or even Australian cricket?
0: Um, oh, probably patience. Like, there's there's certain times in your career that you have ups and downs, and you've got to ride them. Like, for example, as I mentioned. before, earlier there's sometimes you get players who come on the scene as a 19 20 year old and, and go really well some players it takes a bit longer which what happened to me i sort of started well had a bit of a lull period and then at 27 on I started playing my best cricket so um if you have the ski basically if you can upskill yourself to a point where you're good enough at that level
1: probably my biggest um, piece of advice would be work on the mental side of your game because I'm a big believer. if you have the skill level 80% of being successful is above your shoulders and really working hard at um your focus as a batsman in particular and be able to focus and concentrate for long periods of time um this will be my biggest piece of advice That's everything i've got for you today michael thanks heaps once again for coming on